Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. What the dog doing? <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, 1-800-HUSTLER-CASSIDUS. Comic stuff! I'm honestly surprised that for this episode you weren't Chris Cosmo Cassidus. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Uh, see, a lot of times when you have like the triple C alliteration going on, it gets <laughs> kind of twisted real easily. Yeah. This, uh, this part of the country. So. You're, getting a, you're, getting a, you're getting a little bit of the, a little cake. A little cake whoa, in whoa. there. No, okay. Okay. Just check it. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> hey, man, I hope you're doing well. It sounds like you're doing well. I can't see you. Do Come people on. know that? Do they know that we can't see each other when we're doing these? Uh, I wonder. I, how often, True Believers, fill us in. Drop us a line. What do you think goes on when we record these? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have been told by I've been told by people that they thought that we were in the same room, um, which we have done I think a couple of times. But for the most part, they're they're always remote. They don't need to be. Not the real, like the once. I think we did it once. Maybe Why? once. Maybe once. Yeah, we might we might try to incorporate that maybe a few more times this year. We'll Ooh, see. Patreon. Patreon. We need the we need the only <laughs> only pods. Only <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. If you're new to the show for whatever reason, thanks for coming by and saying hi and, and giving it a listen. This episode's going to be all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Is it a return to form for the MCU? Is it James Gunn's swan song? Is it his masterpiece? Is his magnum opus? What What is the deal with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Um, you know, who lit up that deer is a is a question that will be answered before I the don't end know of the what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. Christmas time is is not here, but no, that... no, 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 no. Time out. Pause. Yeah. Hard okay. pause. Hard pause. The the fucking allergy commercials that are on here, like the audacity to, to be all. It's the most wonderful time up there. We're talking about like fucking Allegra or something. Oh wow! I have not seen those. Oh, dude, it drives me up the wall. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's how I know we're in the darkest timeline. <laughs> it's straight up springtime, and they're still on Christmas carols. But oh they no! Monetized it to talk about allergy medication. Oh my like, god, no! Uh, all the nope. I, I stay on like the the Zyrtec or whatever the hell this is on the regular, so. It's it's no big deal to me, but it's just like have some decency. Yeah, no, like somebody call Jordan Peele because nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Tell a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Music and Podcasts and I don't know who else has got a music thing right uh, now, uh, like Kmart, whatever. Walmart Plus. Walmart Plus, probably, probably in partnership with Voodoo or something. Uh, we'll we'll be on there. Back in the game. I will figure out a way for us to get on all of the fucking channels. I, you know, I think there's a way that YouTube is thinking about doing like some kind of audio only thing, and uh, I guess for people in their cars or whatever. And uh, I'm gonna look into that because I want to get us in on there too. Um, you think we're the right people to like, you know, maintain? 
somebody's like a uh, level of sanity on a car ride oh no no this is this is whenever it's it's a falling down scenario Ooh. and they've just given up and we are we are the the pied pipers in that scenario to to lead them to <laughs> to glory i guess <laughs> we are the wind beneath your wings because we pushed you up the cliff and oh now- yeah there we go you fly for a little bit before you fall. <laughs> True believers are getting off to a dark start. Hey, man, it's <laughs> my bathroom flooded the other day. It's it's been a thing. Um, all right, all right, let's go. That's the opposite of what we have next. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's get away from this weird with weird energy we're throwing out. What is good, my man? What? 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 Do you what? know what? what? <laughs> I love it. How's this work? You talk first, I talk first? You, uh, you, you go first. You go first. Uh, man. Oh, uh, other week, a uh, friend from uh, the U uh, called me up, and she said uh, she couldn't make it to the Red Hot Chili Peppers show. Uh, would I like her ticket? And I was like, sure, I'll see the Chili Peppers. And then i like, oh, shit, Thundercat's opening up. The Strokes are fucking next. Oh, hell yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Nora. Hit, hooked me up with the free concert. I guess I had to pay parking, but that, no problem at all. Uh, pretty good show, decent show. I stay like for half of the Chili Pepper set, so yeah. Uh, That's I, always I, the I, best. Can I just interject here real quick? Yeah. As uh, as people of a certain age, okay. So I'm just gonna say, pretty much anyone over thirty, this is the ideal concert situation scenario. You have three bands. Two of which you would really enjoy that are the opener and the middle act. And you get to see them. It's earlier in the day or the evening. And then the third act, you're like, okay, like I kind of like them or it's they're fine. It's not, I'm, I don't care if I don't see the whole thing. Right. And you can just leave whenever you want. Yeah. And having that option of just the power to just leave whenever you want is so amazing. It is the best thing. Hell yeah. Yeah, because the, the Chili Peppers, they were ubiquitous in the 90s. I don't not know their songs. It's sure. just like, I'm not beholden to them. Like, if it was Ben Folds or Nine Inch Nails, the, the fucking dichotomy of Chris. But uh... <laughs> Which is really funny, because I'm right there with you on both of those. <laughs> but, like, but, but you know what I mean? Like, Nine Inch Nails, like, if they do a three-hour show... Go you, you're gonna love it, but you're like, by hour, after hour two, you're like, oh, man... Is it what time is it? I'm tired. <laughs> I need to re up on the shrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was the perfect stand. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, no, I stayed. I stayed around for uh, one too many uh, baby. What you gunners? And uh, it's like, <laughs> all right, that's enough. I don't. I'll, I'll beat traffic. Ah uh, man, Danny, California. What you do? What? What's good with you? Oh, uh, well, uh, what's good for me is what is good. Dare I say, for the entire city of San Antonio. You're welcome. I didn't jump on this one. Dare I say, is good for the entire National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. That is that is not the sound of Morbius, a somewhat flaccid vampire scouring the night. He got angry. You call him flaccid. That. <laughs> that is the mighty wingspan, eight feet in fact, of Mr. Victor Wembanyama. 
Baby, 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 we got the number one pick in the most important draft in 20 plus years. It, man, I am still chomping on this juicy fruit. I could do a whole, I'm not joking, I could do like a solid three hour pod on just. Oh, you won't? The Spurs getting the number one pick and getting Victor Wimbyama. Um,. I've already collected about 13 different memes with Victor in them to use in any occasion that comes up. Um, I've got a lot covered. Birthday, got it. Wedding, got it. Anniversary, got it. They're ready. <laughs> I, I like that it was is it was the result of a coin flip that completely fucked over the Rockets. Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. That is, like, man, you know... So my whole thing, my whole thing going into it was like, God, I really just want the Spurs to get either the first or second pick. Because uh, we could get Scoot, and Scoot would be pretty amazing too, and he's a point guard where I think that's a position. That's a position where we could definitely uh, upgrade as well. No no shame to, to Trey Jones, but um, I know this is a common <laughs> podcast, but just bear with me, true believers. Shots fired! But the two, there were only two teams out of all of the lottery teams. There were two teams where I was like, please do not let Victor Wimbanyama go to either of these two teams. And the first one was the worst record of the 2022-2023 season, Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah. By the way, the worst yeah. pick they could have gotten <laughs> was fifth, and that's the pick they got. Fucking fifth. Dude, what and is with this rigged system? I Number love it. Rig it all the way, Silver. Uh, fucking, what is his name? Joel, I was called him Joel Silver. That's not his name. What is his <laughs> name? He looks like Nosferatu. What is the dude's name? The first Adam Silver. Adam, Adam Silver. Uh, rig it all the way, man. I don't care. Because um, <laughs> my favorite thing, other than watching Spurs fans react videos to getting the number one pick, are watching... Pistons fans live yep. react <laughs> when they get the fifth pick. Holy shit. And then second to that was the other team that I absolutely did not want him to go to. And not because they're also in Texas. Like he could have gone to Dallas and I would have been like, cool, him and Luca, great. I'll watch that. I mean I'm gonna it's gonna suck watching the Spurs get destroyed every year, but like I'll <laughs> I'll watch Luca and, and Victor Wimiama. Uh no, the Houston Rockets, because they've been statistically the worst team in the NBA for four years in a row. And mm-hmm. it's like, like I just don't have any faith in them to develop him correctly and stuff. And so, you know, but beyond those two teams, I was like, cool, wherever he goes is fine. I'm going to, it's going to be cool to watch him or whatever. But no, 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 no. That's not what the oh. script, that's, this all happened before the strike, by the way, the, the screenwriting strike. So the script writers for the NBA, they had it. They had their fucking A plus hats on for this thing, and they gave it to the Spurs. And that's, I could go on and on and on, but I've already spent like I don't know too much time on this. But that is definitely what's good for me, Spurs baby. Uh, I do. I'm gonna put it on tape right here. They uh-huh. are gonna win between thirty, thirty six, and forty games next year. That big of a bump. Big bump. Big 40. big bump. Okay. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. definitely play-in territory, and possibly yeah. even like six seed type yeah. stuff. So we'll see. I don't. I don't mind them bringing him along slowly. I actually think they're gonna like uh, limit his minutes to maybe like twenty-five to twenty-eight a game. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep him. Keep him fresh and overwork yeah. him. I mean, the league that he was playing in, they only played one game a week. <laughs> so 
to go from one game a week to up to four <laughs> games in a week is a is a huge huge fucking incline. Ah, so we are the tired. <laughs> you know, but a lot of people a lot of people are saying like, oh man, he's too skinny. Hey man, he's coming to San Antonio. He's not going to be too skinny for too long. Okay. Oh, the, this is the Chuck take. It's not the Chuck take necessarily, <laughs> Chuck but like. He's, he ain't gonna have no problem putting he's on. He's not weight. gonna have any problems, all right? He's not. He's just not. And that's fine. That's what he needs. It's gonna be good. All right. But that's that's what's good for me. Um we'll definitely uh get into what I already have my what's good for the next step, which spoilers, uh is gonna be across the Spider Verse centric. So uh be ready for that four hour behemoth that's I gonna be coming their way. Four hour, Jesus! Nah, I'm just kidding. If it's four hours, it'll we'll cut it into two. True episodes. believers, our first live live reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris is like, what? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't ever sign up for any of this. How did you hook me into this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> ah, the truth. It's 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 uh, you know delicious. Um, all right. So, like I said, this episode is going to center around Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So, man, let it. Let's just get into it. Quick, quick uh, disclaimer for anyone who is new to the pod. Again, thank you for listening and give uh, uh, whoever recommended the pod to you a hefty high five when you see them. Five good ones. And mm. um, or we, we do spoil stuff. So if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So spoiled. We've, you've had about three weeks. So I don't know. But I mean, I guess pause the episode. Go see it. Come back. We'll be here. Disney Plus right now. Yeah, man. Oh, we got to do that. We got to do an episode on the whole streaming model and before they like stop existing, maybe. (laughs) That's a whole other thing. Um, But yeah, man, Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3. Let's get into it. Uh, Again, spoilers ahead. We are not going to mute ourselves in any way or censor ourselves. So if you're worried about plot points, pause it, come back. We'll be here. Um, all right. To get started, we'll start off with our first segment, which is Excelsior. Excelsior! Oh, <laughs> oh I never noticed he was, like, kind of laughed at the end of that. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. And yeah, had a good time. Yeah. Um, so for those that are new to the show, Excelsior is a segment where we talk about the things that we really enjoyed about the film, whether that's particular acting choices or, or actor choices, casting choices, uh, special effects, music, uh, you know, composition, anything and everything. Uh, just whatever grabbed our fancy. Um, ah, crap. You know what I just realized? Uh-oh. We, we usually start off with one other thing. I'm going to grab it right now. Yeah. This is my favorite thing to do to you. And that sounds... Oh, man. That sounds kind of wrong, but you know what I mean. It feels wrong. All right, let's see. Here we go. Eight behind the scenes. Oh man, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three has been out since May third. So about almost exactly a month. Okay. Uh huh. Worldwide, worldwide gross. Oh, you tell me worldwide. All right. Worldwide, not domestic. Worldwide, okay. and I don't know if this helps you at all, but international does beat out the domestic. By a, by a little bit. Um, what do you think the movie is at right now in this post-COVID is the MCU dying world? 
in the Pitbull Mr. International vibe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dale. Uh, I'm gonna. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I don't know if it has that much rewatchability. It's a fun time, but it's also like the end. And hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, Two hundred seventy-nine million. This is worldwide. I, I, am I really off? I'm, I'm really off, aren't you I? You are significantly off. I would say go higher. Okay. Uh, One more guess. One more guess. You get that was a warm-up pitch. Six hundred sixty-six million. There you go. I like that. That's good. That's fun. Seven hundred fifty-two million dollars. Hey. Seven hundred fifty-two point nine. So really, almost seven fifty-three. All right, here's another cool thing they just added to Box Office Mojo. So let's fuck, let's do this. Uh-oh. All right. Sponsor, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, not yet. Three countries, three, three countries other than the United States that had the biggest gross so far for this movie. Can you name them? One mm. of them is very obvious. China? Yes, China is number one at $80 million. Obvious ones. All right, other ones more obscure? Uh, No, they're pretty big countries, definitely well-known. And I would say, at least in terms of culture and things like that, they're very uh, polar opposite. Oh, Uh, okay. All right, you got got number one, China. So number two, um, Uh, let me see here, number two... Uh-huh. is um, very, very close to the United States in some ways and very far from the United States in others. Australia? No. Oh. Uh, so number two at $40 million is United Kingdom. A UK, God damn it. Yeah. Okay. One of the flavors of British, yeah. Sure. All right, you want to try it for number three? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any clues? Am I gonna guess okay, wrong? okay. Uh, yeah, here's a clue. Here's a clue. You're All gonna right. hate me for this. Go for it. Go for it. It's very close to America in some ways. God damn it. And, <laughs> and you could argue very far in others. Japan. Ah, no. It is God Mexico. Mexico, my friend. It. God fucking damn it. It's literally physically close to the United States. It, ah! $33.8 million. Okay. Uh, that's uh, fun, though. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, next time... I mean, I don't know. I like you guessing, but, I, you know... I time, have a better shot of geography than I do with just guessing like box office. Oh, good, time. man. Because geography... I don't know if I've told you this. Geography is by far my Achilles heel as, like, a person. Like, yeah. I don't know where anything is. I try. I literally spend so much time trying to, to like, learn where things are. And it just falls right out of my head. It's it's a real problem. <laughs> it's because we replaced it with all this nerd news, man. Yeah, that is probably that is probably uh, probably what it is. Okay, Excelsior is where we talk about the things we really enjoyed. Uh, let's see, you you went first when we talked about what's good, so I'll go first here. Um, man, just. This is so broad, but like I just I really have to mention it. Are you just gonna say character development? You're gonna say character development. I was gonna say character arcs, okay? Like through same thing. It's like okay, fine, character development. It's it's but James Gunn has proven that you can actually do a true 
character development character arc over three films and it actually works if you don't try to stuff it with a bunch of other shit that it doesn't need and you focus on the characters and Mm. what their values are um, and how they react to situations based off of those values like that's a pretty simple concept but no one can fucking do it for some reason so I don't know um, so yeah it's worth mentioning here to me like because again it, I just said what it was it's not that hard to grasp but nobody does it so um, yeah man just really loved it loved how all of the loops pretty much closed mm-hmm. for all the main characters nobody fucking died that blew my mind Um, I I think I came on the spot literally and said that I thought Rocket was going to die, and I thought at least two of them were going to die. Yeah, the way Um, the trailer was cut, it seemed like everybody was screaming and crying and holding other people who were unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was so well done. And they didn't even do any of that fake-out shit that Marvel usually does. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. With, like, the fake scenes and stuff. Like, it was legit from the movie, but they just... they You thought they were going this one way, and they, they went the other way. Um... Yeah, I mean, I know it's broad, but character development, and also, I, I want to go on record and say this. This was the single best CGI character performance in film. Oh, yeah. As of oh. as of May, as of June 3rd, 2023, now, it is Sean Gunn doing a lot of the physical work on set yeah. and of course it's all the fucking probably millions of animators that it took to to bring Rocket to screen and then of course the ever eloquacious Bradley Cooper um, coming in and, and doing his thing too but like who are you laughing at? <laughs> no 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 I'm just saying because I, I, of my take I, I just forming my take in okay, my head. Okay, okay, okay. but I'm just saying like th- this is the single greatest CGI character performance of all time as of right now. Um, I don't say that, I don't say that lightly. Um, I, all credit is due. It's not any one singular person that is making that true. It is all of it. But holy hell. And he's the central character of the movie. Mm. So uh, kudos, man. Just, just kudos what do you got man there's so many more things i could say but like yeah. i see yeah. my my time or whatever what do you got immediate rebuttal uh, gotta be like uh tony stalk used to say that you're, you're gonna call it smeagol i know i thought about it i almost i thought about it in my head and i knew you were gonna come at me mr l-o-t-r um lotor or whatever people call it uh look look no shots to 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 it's Mr. Circus, okay? Because, like, he's... Tony Stark used to say that. Like, he's amazing. He's great. I I, I love him so much. Uh, I wish uh, Claw was still in the MCU. Um, abs- absolutely tremendous performance as Gollum in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But those came out 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Okay? They've made advancements in how to bring CGI characters to screen since then. And I, I look, I'm not saying if you took Andy Serkis and Bradley Cooper and made them, you know, act vocally against each other, that Andy would Serkis act off? wouldn't, would act wouldn't off, just wipe it with Bradley Cooper. I, I don't know, maybe. Bradley Cooper's pretty <laughs> damn good, but, like, you know, Andy Serkis is in the league of his own. But when you factor in how James Gunn knows how to bring these characters to life... 
with all the animators, with his brother doing the physicality. It, there's nothing. There's nothing above this portrayal. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, you're not wrong. I liked it a lot. I just had to. I had to throw it out there. No, no, no. We, you want to do an ESPN first take situation? Go ahead. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> don't make me. Don't make me out to be Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oh, you want to be Skip? I mean, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if anything, I'm a corn. I'm Kornheiser, baby. Okay. That's man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? What do you got for Excelsior? Huh. Mm. Lots to pick from. So it's a, a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a heavy pot. It is, and like the things that were, made this movie good also made the other movies of this uh, trilogy good. So it's like I don't really. I mean, they're doing cool new stuff. Uh, I guess it was kind of cool to like. Um, I like Nowhere a lot. From mm-hmm. the first movie, and I'm so glad that they kept it around for like the Christmas special, mm-hmm. and then like I guess that's just like they, they can also fucking drive it. That's that's really that is cool. pretty cool. <laughs> I like that whole idea of like an outpost in space, like uh, and, you know, you get to make it your own. It's for all the people who kind of like don't have a, it, you know, it's the crossroads, right? So I like that a whole lot. I like that it's kind of becoming like a, a refuge for all these people that they're saving throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess that. To me, was like the best way it could have like uh, developed its, I, I guess, sense of the galaxy that they're in, uh, to give them like a home base. So that was really cool to me. Um, I liked how it came into play uh, at the at the end, where like <laughs> they're they're like for what the space physics kind of <laughs> for dramatic beats came into play here and there. But it's just like I don't know, man. We're driving a big fucking head around and we're shooting missiles out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how fucking heavy metal is that shit? <laughs> yeah. We're driving a skull around and shooting missiles out of it. Like, what is happening? <laughs> but you know, this is this is where you take it again. Oh, man, I feel like I'm this poor horse, the poor horse that is quantum mania. Um, <laughs> if you were to situate that same thing, a, a head planet outpost that shoots a giant missile out of it that you can drive around or fly around. Uh-huh. I have zero, zero percent uh, faith that they could have pulled that off and it make any kind of sense in Quantum Mania. But here, James Gunn does it like he's in his sleep, yeah. man. He just, fuck, he just does it. Yeah, no, that's true. That means <laughs> it didn't work well in the Eternals either. Yeah, no. But then, like a giant baby, start getting birthed out of in the Indian. Nobody ocean? talks about it. Nobody talks about it ever. It's, we it's like for it sure did never it. fucking happened. Oh, I know. We didn't talk about it. Well, we you know we had to we had to line up with the rest of the MCU. No one's talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> True believers were nothing if not company men. Ah oh, man, though those the Shang Chi and the and the Eternals reviews will be coming this year. I, I'm you can you can book that. You can stamp it. You put it in the bank. You can. I'm trying to find, trying to find the most appropriate <laughs> uh, drop here. Like, yeah. Uh, here we go. You Are got? you even trying? Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> no, we, those are those are happening, uh, but I'm not not the next episode. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Not the next episode. Maybe the one after that. Uh, we'll probably do like a like a special one shot. I 
think is what'll what'll happen. But um, yeah, uh, anything else you wanna you wanna mention? I I can grab a few more things for Excelsior. Uh, I really like uh, the music drops, like the yeah. all the music that they included. Do you like how it was diegetic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, like I, he was playing it from the Zoom, but it was playing over the speakers in nowhere. Yeah, man, they they got Bluetooth. Okay. Do they? I mean... I mean, it's Rocket. He made a fucking key out of junk, so yeah, I'm sure he figured <laughs> it out. Enough. He's enough. on Bluetooth 7.0, man. We're, he's way ahead. <laughs> it's not a problem. Also, that Zoom battery should be absolutely dead by now, but like... Oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they figured it out. Yeah. That's what Rocket needed the Quarnex batteries for. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh, what were those things called? Apolis? I forget. Yeah, something yeah, like that. The big, the big gnarly monsters. Mantis is puppies. Yep. Yep. Ah, oh, man. How much did you love Mantis in this movie? You know me. I mean, don't don't set me up for this. Okay, but well, like, was it was your favorite part when Mom. they were all in their color jumpsuits and she was like <laughs> out of control? Yeah, yeah, man. You pointed it out like James Gunn dropped on her head like six different times. <laughs> Poor Mantis. Yeah. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> you, you gotta love a goofy character trying her best. She was definitely trying her best. She had a lot of, like, anime central character energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but, no, it was good times. Good, good times. All right. Uh, do you want to jump into Bizarro? Uh, sure. Might as well. It am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. Okay, for new listeners, the Bizarro segment is where we talk about something that didn't work for us uh, or didn't work out the way we were hoping. And again, that could be a casting choice, could be an acting choice, could be a director, screenwriting, narrative, pacing, character development, special effects. Thank you for talking so much so I can think. Uh... Uh, you know, music, <laughs> anything. It could be whatever and whatever. And honestly... We've come across this a couple of times where the films were just so much exactly what we were hoping for or, or even better than that, that that it's sort of like, it's not even a thing we didn't like, it's just a thing they were like, oh, I'm not really sure why they made that choice. Um, so yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing or a thing we hated. On that note, Chris, what you got? Man, it's going to be really amorphous, like kind of kind of like Eric Celsior. Um Yeah. I don't. It's. I don't know if it's like a fault of the film or like a fault of the production of the film. Like I kind of almost don't like how much we know going into each of these movies. Like you know, with the James Gunn thing, he was hot fired, then hired again because he did something really. With the Suicide Squad actually worked kind of well over at DC, so like, oh, actually we're gonna uncancel him. Um, it, we have all this kind of like background knowledge going into these movies. Uh, I. I it kind of serves more to like the fatigue, I guess, maybe, or like just the. Um, it feels interconnected, even though the story is nice and like kind of separate by itself. Uh, it was allowed to do its own narrative thing, like you said. It, it was allowed to have these character arcs close, you know, independent of like, hmm, maybe I should lead the Avengers kind of uh, discussions. So I, I kind of wish like, I long for the days where I could be like surprised going to the movie theaters again, like like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right, like just fully 
don't really know what's coming at us. Right. And and yeah, it's the ma- it's what I call the Matrix paradox. Mm. Um, yeah, and I honestly, I don't think. That, yeah, I don't know if those days will ever come back. Uh, it's, it's just too too like shareholder driven. Mm-hmm. Like they have to tell them what's going on, what's going on, so they you know are confident about their investments. And of course, that you know more press the better. Well, not only that, you have assholes like us that are like you know talking about every little teaser trailer and bit of news that comes out perpetuating that machine so and and we might be the best ones but we're not the only ones that's true yeah uh, <laughs> uh but you know so I, I yeah i don't know if those days are ever gonna come back unfortunately uh not fully anyway but yeah i mean the best the best i can do now is like i haven't seen the last the flash trailer because <laughs> you know I've seen enough. I'm like I don't want to see any more of this. I'm you know I know we're gonna see this for the pod. I wanted I wanted to be as fresh as it can be, but it's just it's hard, you know. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. That actually brings up a good point, and I don't know if the, if the true believers know this, but you know, if y'all notice, we tend to do like watch pause um, or watch. Was it called watch pause? Talk? Stop. Watch, stop, pause. Stop, stop, and roll. Whatever. Yeah. The thing where we watch the trailers and then pause them and kind of talk about yeah. them. We usually do that only for the first trailer for any particular movie. We oh, don't, yeah. We, no. don't, we don't just keep doing it because, I mean, we're, we want, you know, we want that freshness too. And we want that freshness for you guys. They all can choose to keep watching other trailers or whatever you want to do. But we're only going to really do that for the first one. You know? Um,. So that is purposeful. Uh, yeah, it is kind of interesting, though, that your Bizarro is very, like, nebulous in a way. It's, like, very... It's just more of a concept than a thing to actually into the film. Right, but, it's interconnectivity. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you this real quick, a little bit of trivia. Uh, so coming off of that James Gunn firing situation that we've covered on the pod before... Um, <laughs> This was coming off of Thor Ragnarok, mind you. So, mm-hmm. totally different mindset, I think, for, for Disney and Marvel Studios. But they were heavily pushing for Taika Waititi to do the third Guardians movie. Oh. Um, especially coming off of uh, Endgame, where you had Thor with, you know, the Guardians. And um, Taika Waititi actually was like, no, no, mate, I'm not going to do that. That was my Taika impression. You're welcome, everybody. Where's that? Oh, yeah, I've dropped. That's where that should have gone. Like, my Taika was so good. Uh, yeah, nah, this whole thing is... That one? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Uh, yeah, nah. Oh, uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Taika, Taika was like... He, he actually was quoted as saying, that's like going into someone's house and saying, hey, I'm your new dad, and this is how we make peanut butter sandwiches now feels kind of awkward so i'm i'm really glad he turned it down also this gives me another chance to fucking be like what the hell was up with thor love and thunder why why stop you can tell me the bizarro for this movie is another movie you can make good movies i've seen it i've seen it make multiple good movies very good movies. What happened? Was it COVID? That's fine. But just say it. Just be like it was COVID. 
We, it all it destroyed everything. We're sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, so my Bizarro for Guardians is... <laughs> is that the guy who directed Thor, Love, and Thunder almost directed this, and that would have been... I think it would have been terrible, probably, unfortunately. Um, honestly, okay, here's my Bizarro. This is my, my, my selfish Bizarro, because it fucks up the entire story. And it kind of ruins the the closure that we get with these characters, mm-hmm. but I loved loved with a capital L O V E D the whole Nebula Star Lord oh, kind dang. of little like oh wait should they be a couple situation knock it off yeah oh my god dude that's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. That was great, yeah. It's so good. They actually have incredible chemistry. Arguably better chemistry than Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana have. Um, <laughs> really? I, I guess. I think so. I think their playfulness that kind of ekes out is is so perfect. It's so mm-hmm. very like um, His Girl Friday, uh, like old school Hollywood, like mismatch yeah. romance stuff. Okay. Um, so I really love that, and so for, bizarre for me was that they didn't get the chance they deserved. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh, come on! <laughs> it was worth it just for her to like drop that line, like uh, "Stop looking at me like some lost little puppy looking for a place to lay its head down." Right? Yeah. Was, it, was it something like that? Yeah, that was it. That was a great line. Uh, <laughs> it was a great line. The whole movie's full of amazing lines. Karen Gillan is amazing in it. Um, honestly, would not at all be upset if they cast her again as a totally different character. Oh, for sure. Out of yeah. that makeup. I've already heard rumors of, and this is not a casting corner thing, it's nothing I've been able to pin down, I but... John Cena, are you sure about that? But James Gunn is going over to DC, head, head, co-head DC Studios. Uh, he has an obvious existing relationship with Ken Gillen. And uh, I don't know, man. She just kind of looks like Poison Ivy. So, ooh, damn, son. Why not do it? Do it, James Gunn. I fucking dare you. <laughs> you won't. Uh, it's just the Guardians cast. <laughs> yeah, he's already said that there are people from the cast that are going to be in the Superman Legacy movie. Um, but nobody, he said nobody from like the principal cast yet, at least. Come on. Uh, so, I mean, like, the obvious thing is, like, what, his brother? Like, that's just an automatic. You don't have to... Nathan Fillion. Nathan, probably Nathan Fillion. What about Nathan Fillion as a Perry White? Okay. I was going to say, uh, uh, what's uh, Clark Kent's dad? Uh, John Kent. John Kent. Okay, I could see that, too. That's really good. Here's one while we're playing this game. Yeah, yeah, in the bizarro section of Guardians because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, Will Poulter, aka Adam Warlock, uh-huh. as Jimmy Olsen. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Thousand percent. That's a lock. Like, just do it now. What are you waiting for? Cowards, just fucking announce <laughs> it right now. I know there's a writer's strike. He's not a writer. Just announce it. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my pick. I think he's a perfect Jimmy Olsen, and I could a thousand percent see him just just knocking it out of the park. All right, let's go on to our next segment, which is hey everyone. 
everyone. Hey, Peter. Um, so, hey, everyone is a segment where we talk about something that is new, introduced into this film or this universe. Uh, it can be a character, it can be a vehicle, it can be a, a setting, uh, whatever. It can be anything that just we haven't seen before. And I will say, I think, Chris, you go first here, right? If I'm uh, keeping yeah. track here. I just want to quickly say that I lament the fact that we've already seen Cosmo before because I think she is a oh, right. runaway would be my choice if that were not the case. But we definitely saw her in the Christmas special. Did she have lines in the Christmas special? Is she? I don't know. Maybe like a yes or a no. Yeah, or... I don't think she. Dental. And she she's in the second one, right? Uh, again, it's like I incidental. Think, if she yeah, thought. she's she's not like yeah. She has like a one line maybe, but I mean I think that disqualifies her. Otherwise, I would absolutely pick Cosmo. Um, what do you got? Uh, you kind of set it up for me there, but I'm going to take Adam Warlock. Oh, okay, perfect. I mean, he was kind of teased in, like, this cryopod or whatever. Sure, 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 but I think this is... I yeah. think that counts. I don't think yeah, that yeah, yeah. counts. I know, it upsets a lot of people because he's, like, completely overpowered and, like, a mainstay of, like, the cosmic Marvel stuff in the... On the in oh, the they co- nerfed the shit out of him yeah. for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how he's portrayed. I really like the Will Poulter's kind of portrayal of him. It's like, uh, hey, I just got birth, and I want to please my mom, uh, so I'm going to fucking like, uh, kill this guy real quick because that's what you wanted. Uh, I, this thing's cute. I want it. <laughs> yeah, that weird little alien thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. They didn't need to do that. That was just fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it was worth it the way he ended up with Rocket at the end. Like, uh, as part of, like, the new little group that they have. Mm -hmm, The new Guardians. Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of like, I mean, we're over here. We we keep saying, like, these characters matter. They matter so much because of the comic books. And then they do something like this. And it's like, well, they still matter. (laughs) It's still a good portrayal. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't just have them come out here and be, like, Thanos-level strong. (laughs) Because what what, what would that story be? Like... You know, again, I, I've we've talked about this many, many times, like you said. It doesn't have to... It just needs to kind of have some of the essence of the character. And it's a new medium, and if you need to tweak it or change it, okay. But just make it make sense. Like, don't, right. don't just change shit for no reason, because you think... Don't... The perfect example of this, by the way, is don't fucking Michael Bay this shit with <laughs> Optimus Prime... When you throw the fucking Guy Fury flames on his body because you're like, flames look cool. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Fuck you. Um, you don't need to do that. You, that's exactly what I mean. That's what you don't do. So, yeah. So that's where we are with that. Uh, I like I like the Adam Warlock pick. I actually have something different, oh, yeah? believe What'd it or not. And that is Nebula's cool new arm. Okay, yeah, that yeah. She's yeah. got that's like uh it like changes, it's like a polymorph arm, it does all sorts of different things, it turns into a sword, it turns into a gun. And um fun I like thing- how Rocket to like one look at uh Tony Stark's nanotech is like, Yeah, I could do that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely and not only that, so she has that cool nanotech arm, um, which Rocket made for her. But Rocket, um, 
made the arm for Nebula to thank her for gifting him Bucky's detached vibranium arm at the end of the uh, holiday special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I love how that all tied together, you know, like, oh, 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 oh. And my, my other, my other, hey, everyone, and I had to get this in here because holy hell, is, because it's something that's new that we've never seen before, right? The first use of the word fuck or fucking Oh, in yeah. an MCU film is in <laughs> this movie, and it's in the in the most like benign place, but also <laughs> super relatable place in the film. <laughs> All right, I push the button in. Now what? Open the fucking door. <laughs> Open the fucking door. <laughs> God, that's some Everybody real. Just by surprise. That's some real sibling energy right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I bet you loved that. I bet like that was great. Was so great. <laughs> Perfect delivery. All right, so we actually have a new segment that we've created specifically for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. However, we'll probably use it in future films. But I think this is absolutely the perfect film to drop this in. So, um. I guess we're calling it uh, good, bad, a little bit of both. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? A bit of both? Thank you, Star-Lord. The legendary Star-Lord, by the way. Uh, he will return, apparently. I know this guy. Star Prince. Star Prince. <laughs> oh, man. Nick uh, man, it's okay. You gave yourself a nickname. It's cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I just want to see part one again. Part one's yeah. so good. It's so good. It was so, like, no one could have expected what that movie was. And, and man, so great. Oh, should we also talk about, where can we talk about the two end credit sequences? Do you think, um... Oh, um... So we see the new team... Yeah. ...with, with, uh, bigger Groot... Um, oh, oh yeah, fucking! fucking oh, oh, that was another thing we could have put in. Um, in hey everyone, we got to hear Groot for the first time as the audience. Mm-hmm. We actually got to hear what he says when he says "I am Groot," yeah. uh, which was lovely. I got it. I didn't even get that the first time I saw the movie. <laughs> I'm so dumb, but like, man, that's ah, brilliant. Ah, chef's kiss, so good. Right, uh, so a lot of people were saying that, like, oh, you can just you can talk regularly when he wants, but like, uh, I. I very much. I don't know if it's like the actual canon theory, but it, I mean, it's there. Uh, Gamora is going through a similar kind of journey in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where she like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Like, she's getting really annoyed. Yeah, but then she she finally understands him when he says, "I'm Groot again." Yeah, and, the end. Like, and he was like, "Yeah, see, it's like an empathetic language." And like we as an audience have spent enough time with Groot, we can understand him now yeah. a little bit. So he, he did say, "I am Groot," because that's all. He oh yeah, say. yeah, yeah. He did say, yeah, "I yeah. am Groot," but we no, actually got to hear that's... what he was saying. It's so it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so we're left here with this new Guardians team. Uh, we've got Adam Warlock. We've got Rocket, Groot, um, Kraglin. Who else? Uh, the little one of the little or refugee girls. Yeah, the, the refugee. I can't remember. They gave her a name, and I swear I never heard it, them say her name in the movie. No, uh, but it's like it's like Lila or something like that. 
Nope, that was the that was the, the, as the little Rackets friend, uh, Otter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what her yeah, name. Was. Little moron. That's what Drax called her. <laughs> yeah, he did call her that. Let me see if I can find her. Cosmo. <laughs> oh, you need some like search Craglin, music. Nebula. I don't see her anywhere here. No. Nope. I don't. Mantis. Guardians three. Uh, three little girl. Uh, man, I don't know if I want to put that this. in your search history. Nope, do it, do it. <laughs> New members. There we go. Uh, uh, blurp. Is that one? <laughs> I don't think that's her name. But okay. It says Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Adam Warlock, Craglin, Ob Obfonteri, uh Cosmo, and then Blurp. Okay. So it's either Alfonteri or Blurp. No, 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 no. That's Craglin's last name. Oh, Craglin's last name is Alfonteri. Yeah. Okay. Um, all oh, right. Blurp is, the, Blurp is a little animal thing that uh, Adam Warlock had. Does okay. that thing even have any powers? Uh, he's cute. <laughs> oh, man, that thing's going to get fucking wrecked in that first fight. <laughs> Those other things are bigger than him. What's he going to do? Oh, oh, is it Phyla? Phyla. That sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. That sounds right. There's Lila Teeps. Say Jube Jube, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Jube yeah. Jube. There's Blurp. Blurp was played by D. Bradley Baker, by the way. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. But yeah. Nepotism. That's nepotism. Uh, maybe. Probably. Um, we also got Lina Cardellini. Um, that's Hawkeye's wife, is Lila. That was interesting. Um, anyway, so good, bad, a little bit of both, and and we kind of a uh, little little behind the scenes here. We talked about this prior to recording, but I think you brought up a great point. So I think I, I'm going to just piggyback off of your point, and if you want to oh. want to go first, and we'll just have a small conversation about it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, so go. You Me? Go. You? Yeah, yeah, you. You go. It's <laughs> your, your idea. It's a great idea. Oh, okay, again. <laughs> leave all this in. Uh, I'm going to leave it all in. I'm not. I'm going to see that giant line of nothing. I'm be like, nope, that's staying in there. <laughs> so, true believers, we've been searching for a way to kind of like bring the Marvel conversation into the fold a little bit as we're like doing these reviews. Uh, I think this is, might be like the perfect opportunity to do it because. Uh, this is a little bit of both. This feels really good. We got a good Marvel movie. We've been kind of like longing for that in this like uh, I don't know stagnant waters. And there's no breeze kind of going in and to, in, from phase four into phase five, everything felt kind of like ah, this is really all we got anymore. Yeah, it, 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 we're on we, the boat, but the boat is not moving. We gotta <laughs> row it. We gotta <laughs> we gotta want to make it good. Uh, but I mean, it, it, so it is good. But then this is like the last one from James Gunn. And he's kind of like, you know, he's the senior graduating and taking all his cool friends with him. So uh, it, it, it's just a weird position to be in. Like, yeah. are we going to get something of this caliber again in the MCU? Yeah, I think it is a very much a double-edged sword here because for a number of reasons. One, this movie does the thing that no Marvel movie has done really since maybe Endgame or... It, 
it's just a movie onto itself. Now, granted, it it's a part of a trilogy, so you need to have seen the first one, the second one, and I would argue the holiday special to really get the full breadth of what's going on here narratively. But other than that, it is not concerned with the MCU at large. Right. And all Marvel Studios and our man Kevin, I'm sad to say, all they've tried to jam down our throats for several years now, really since the end of Endgame, is this whole multiverse thing. Everything has to connect. There has to be like some sort of intersection for everything. The narrative is never tight because you're trying to do these dozens of different things narratively all at the same time. And it's fucking messy and very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, a lot of people have argued that, hey, maybe they've bit more, bitten off more than they can chew. And honestly, you know, you and I, we've had a lot of conversations about this. It's entirely possible that that is the case. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really does start to feel more and more like one of those Marvel Legends toys where you buy like a Black Panther and it has like a piece of Galactus with it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And you have to buy all of them. You have to buy, buy all, all seven things and spend a <laughs> yeah. million dollars. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, and James Gunn, you know, has the clout and has the, the authority to go, yeah, I'm not doing any of that shit. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to tell the story I need to tell that I want to tell that involves all of these characters and it's going to be super satisfying. You're gonna license all these all these songs, but yeah, but I but I'm telling this this exact specific story, yeah. And guess fucking what? It works. It works so incredibly well. I mean, the movie's you know hitting close to eight hundred million dollars for Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a <laughs> these are not kids. It's not Superman or Batman or Spider Man. You know, like these are guy these are characters that people just did not even they didn't even know they existed ten years they ago. They never read them. Right. So the fact that he's so successful by telling a tight narrative story that is specific to just these characters is like, yeah, it's great that he's proven that you can still make good superhero movies. But it's also in sharp contrast of what Marvel has been trying to do in Phase 4 and Phase 5. Right. And then on top of that, he's leaving for the other team. He's going to DC Studios. He's the go-ahead now. Like, I don't know. Like, that's... that. If you're Kevin Feige, you know, if you're Bob Iger, like, God, how do you feel about this? Because it's like, oh, cool, it's successful. Yay, the... The, the stockholders are going to get off our ass for a little bit. Like, <laughs> ah, shit, he's leaving. Like, he, he's, he did the good thing and he, he's gone. Like, it's, it's, it's disconcerting because I think for everything that is good about this movie and everything that is good about what could be next for the MCU is not intrinsically what they're trying to do in the MCU right now. Yeah. And that is like, what do you as both fans but also critics of this whole genre like how do we how do we analyze that that's mm. it's complicated and i think disconcerting so shall we try to be like a uh, uh armchair gms right now sure like, what do you got I, I, I so i think 
the they have to the 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 reason why this uh, trilogy works so well is because we were invested in these characters. Yep. We allowed these characters to kind of have their arcs, like you said. Yep. We we allowed we wanted to see them on adventures, right? So that's the most important thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you know. You have a, if you have a release date five, five years down the line, so every everything needs to be here and here for the plot to work for that thing, that one thing. No, 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 no. Just like that's why the Dungeons and Dragons movie worked so well. We got involved with those characters really quickly. Um, Man, now real quick, just a side note on that. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but Variety just put out an article, I think a week ago, that based off of the performance of the film worldwide, it most likely will not be getting a sequel. Which, if true, is the biggest fucking shame of the year, uh, film-wise. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? That movie is... Like, here's, here's a blanket statement that I know you're going to agree with. If yeah. anyone listening to this loves the Guardians of the Galaxy, either one, two, or three, or all of them, Go see Dungeons and Dragons, for sure. Yeah, it is. It has uh, so much of the same energy. The found family theme is there. Um, it's got it's got like real villains, but goofy villains kind of in tandem. Yeah, and and it's just it's playful and it's got heart. It's in, it's well written and witty, and the dialogue is fun, and it's just. A really great ensemble cast. It is everything you love about Guardians is in Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. You really should go see it. You should rent it. You should do whatever you gotta do. Just you should see it. And I guess that's another thing. Like Disney and Marvel should just like let it swing, right? I mean, fucking hang brain, dude. You you got <laughs> you wow. There's a phrase I didn't think was ever going to You have the biggest that. properties in the world. Yeah. Have some confidence. Yeah. Let people be creative. Let uh, it, Because it feels gross sometimes when they're like, oh, it's not performing the way we want. It, it, all this marketing stuff didn't pay out, plan out the way it, it should have. It's like, that's because like nothing was there. Structure, you know, like, I guess. Right. It's like a paper horse or whatever. Story-wise, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's a real phrase that people say, but you know what I mean. Like. It looks like a horse from the outside, but as soon as you touch it, it fucking falls apart. That's not a real thing, right, paper horse? <laughs> it was the first draft of the Trojan horse, and the Disney was like, no, no, go ahead, touch it, touch it. No, see, everybody falls out. You can't do that. Yeah, can't build stronger. But I like where you're going. It's a good start. That was me. That was me back then. That was a former life. That was me with the paper horse. Um... But you're absolutely right. Because, again, looking back at things like Quantum Mania, Paper Horse, right? Like, you have Ant-Man. You know you have Ant-Man. <laughs> but, like, for some reason, instead of telling whatever his story is, you're like, nope, we're going to make this thing about Kang. And yeah. We're going to try to jumpstart the fucking Secret Wars thing. No, I'm not even talking about all the bullshit with Jonathan Majors and all of that stuff. And we'll we'll be touching on all of that on the next episode, too. I've been hearing lots of crazy things, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've, I have a couple of people that have been in my ear that would know some things. Oh. And, uh... Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll tease it this way. Not, not really looking that great for Jonathan Majors. Mm. And like an abrupt change to what they want to do narratively is potentially what I'm hearing. 
Uh, we'll talk about it more on the next episode for sure. Um, yeah, no one, no one that I've spoken to is even willing to put their name on it. It's all anonymous, but but I've been told by two different people two different things, but they both kind of overlap, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, this this could be good, maybe, but also it's a little bit like they're scrambling, and that's probably mm-hmm. not great. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there on the next step. I'm not trying to, to be a dick or anything, but also I'm trying to give it more time because maybe that'll change by the time we do our next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, 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 this whole situation with Jonathan Majors is very much in flux. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that uh, in a future app. Um, so, oh, I, yeah. Just bringing back to, like, the armchair GM, I would fucking leave it to a trilogy and one director kind of like hell me it because that's what worked here um mm-hmm. like during the first phase one and two and three or whatever uh you had some directors come in and out but like i think it panned out where there was like well it was favreau for all of, except for shane black right yeah for, for iron know, man one and two yeah uh that seems to be like you know just let them have a run yeah combo writers have a run artists have a run so let them have a run and just leave it at that like <laughs> you don't need to incorporate all the characters. Just like, just make a trilogy, put it to the side. Yeah, I think that's really great. I, well, I think it can be. I think it can be both. I think you can. You can with directors that have like a real vision, that have a really like legitimately good idea. Because I mean, you know, when you're when you're doing um, like a spec script or like a skeleton script. You know, you have a lot of the ideas in place and in mind, but you don't have all the detail yet. But that's mm-hmm. fine because, you know, they've they've proven, like with James Gunn, that there are people out there, there are creatives that, that have really great ideas. And if it's enough of an idea to do three films, shoot for that. Like, do the first film. If it does well, then boom, greenlit, two, three, whatever. But also, maybe for some other characters, or just some other stories, not even necessarily the character, you do a one-off. You do one movie. You just do one movie of a thing. Like, you know, like Secret Invasion is going to be a show, and that's fine, but that could have been one movie. Yeah, that could have been its own thing in one movie, and it doesn't need to be a trilogy, and it, and it can or cannot connect to other stuff if you want, but it's one thing. You know, I think what we're learning, and what Kevin and crew are, are probably learning, and hopefully have learned by now, is that if you have too many, have you ever played a video game called Overcooked? Yes. Okay. Have I made you play that game? Um, yes. Overcooked is this video game. It's across all platforms, and you're basically like these chefs that run around these insane kitchens where you have to make a bunch of different weird dishes kind of all at the same time, and you, you have a certain time limit to do it. But if you try to take on too much at once, the whole fucking kitchen gets set on fire. Like, every time. Every single time. And that's kind of where we are with the MCU. Like, it's not impossible to fix, but what they've been trying to do for the last few years is kind of trying to make too many dishes at the same time. 
Oh, yeah. Fucking focus. Refocus on a thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just focus. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, they connected with their with their end credits sequences. Exactly. Not the fucking movie. The movies were about those characters. That's what they need to get back to. Do do that. You've already proven that it worked. We've already talked about I don't know how many times how what Marvel Studios has done is completely unprecedented. 32, 33 films in a row debuting at number one. Mm-hmm. No studio has ever done that. So, I mean, awesome, good job, but like you've kind of strayed away from what made it work all to begin with. Yeah, it doesn't feel organic anymore. What's that? It doesn't feel organic anymore. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It feels so tightly orchestrated that it feels artificial, and it means it makes the characters, it doesn't make the characters flat necessarily, it can. But it makes their adventures feel flat. And that's mm. the last thing you want uh, in a superhero film. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then you end up with uh, Ant-Man Quantumania being the potatoes I prepared. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking throw this off the, the side here. <laughs> you not ready? I'm throwing it over here to your your chef's table. But no, you're not. Okay, fucking goes to the void here. Right, right. Oh, I already chopped it up, but you don't need it. I'm just throwing it in the trash. Yeah. I'm throwing yeah. it in the trash. Happy yeah. birthday to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to the ground. That's oh, so good. Um, but yeah, it's... As you can tell, listeners, I hope, uh, we really do care about this stuff. Um, is it silly that we care so much? Maybe. But these movies... And I'm not talking about just about Marvel. I mean, we are talking about Marvel specifically for this segment. But, like, the superhero genre at large. Like, it's something I've been watching since I was a kid. You know, since Batman 89, you know, I saw that in the movie theater. But, like, even Superman with Christopher Reeve, like, I love that movie. So I want this genre to thrive and to be good, and I really hope DC Studios crushes it. I think there's so much potential there. Um, But I, I also want Marvel to just... It's gotten... It, let, me, let, me, let me say a thing, and you tell me if you agree with this or not. Yeah, it's sort not no not with Guardians three because Guardians three is great. Is it about January sixth again? Is about what? January sixth. January sixth. <laughs> you told me your hot take, man. I don't think I'm with. Oh it. my god! Don't don't do that. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> um, it's gotten to the point where I used to just. I could sleepwalk through a Marvel experience and be like, oh, that was so good. Like, it would wash over me and I'd be like, mmm, this is so cozy and delicious and amazing. Mm. And now it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, I have to find the things I like. And I do still find things I like in these stories, in these movies, in these shows. But it's not everything. And in some cases, it's less than half of the things. Hmm. I'm looking at you, Love and Thunder, and Quantum Mania. Um, you know, so I don't know. I I really hope that they get a handle on this, and it's not a, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of both. I just let's. I just want it to be good. Yeah, I think 
I really wish there was a world the the, the next universe over where the pandemic happened uh, right after uh, Endgame happened, and they decided, you know what, we're all kind of experiencing a blip. Let's just give ourselves about five years. Yep, take a break. Yeah, yeah. Get, get all like the everybody back and well and healthy again. Uh, promote other things like hey. Don't forget that all these characters came from comic books to begin with, because <laughs> that's already established. That's already there. Just market that. I don't know. It, they needed time to figure it out, and they didn't give them any. They, get, they didn't give themselves any time. Right. They rushed into everything, and not only that, they were like put ten times the amount of things on their plate. Yeah. It's it's insane. It honestly, when you look at it now, it's like, well, of course this wasn't gonna fucking work. Like. You're trying to do like 20 different projects at the same time. Like, no, of course, this shit's going <laughs> to fall through the cracks and like things aren't going to be as good. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. You know, we didn't actually talk about Shakuti uh, Iwoji very much. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, but he played the High Evolutionary and, um, man, he really crushed it. I just want to throw that out there because I was going to be mad at myself if I didn't mention him. He was, he was really, really good. One of the best Marvel villains we've seen in a very long time. And just a thing that's been floating around the internet, not by anybody that that matters, really. But people have been saying, why don't you just say he's a Kang variant and make him the Kang, the Conqueror, you know. See, we would have avoided these situations <laughs> if we waited five years. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Which I don't hate that idea. Uh, you know, depending on how the the Jonathan Majors thing shakes out, but like, yeah, you're right. If we had just taken a break, but you know why they didn't? You know why they didn't? Yeah, because they saw the billions of dollars and they said, "Oh, let's just keep going." And oddly enough, it's like they're all mostly still very successful. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> we're getting diminishing returns a lot of I times. Completely lowballed the worldwide box office for this one. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's too bad you're not the head of Marvel Studios because you would be losing your fucking mind every time a movie comes out. You'd be like, oh, man, what are the numbers for Guardians 3? Uh, do we break at least 250? Uh, sir, <laughs> wait, we're at $797 million. What? Holy shit! None of us ever need to work again? <laughs> yeah, just... Ah, oh, man, I would love to see CEO of Marvel Studios, Chris, out there. Just... <laughs> Oh, man, so good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. I really am curious. Also, again, and I mentioned this before, I think, uh, and, and there's, there's, it just is what it is, but holy hell, if there was a film, I would not want to have to come after Guardians 3 uh, and how well it's been made and how, how well it's oh. been received. Uh -huh. Again, this is not a slight to anyone involved in this film. I hope it's really good. I think it has a very good chance of being really good. But even if it is, I don't think that's going to be the whole story, unfortunately. And that's the Marvels. I think of like all the Marvel properties to have to come next, where they're going to be like, was Guardians 3 a fluke or not? Like, that's not the film you want to pin all that stuff on. Right. But it, it is what it is. So... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, with that, uh, I think we we're both saying definitely go see Guardians 3. See it again. Enjoy the music. It's a 
Fun time. We didn't really touch on the sad stuff, but Play, I think... What, do you want to? I mean, we can No, can't. definitely not. I think we skirted that very well. Uh, <laughs> if you have, like, little kids, and especially little kids that love animals and, like, pets, maybe not. Yeah, no. Maybe don't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Just, it's rough. I've heard the phrase uh, man, uh, emotionally manipulated thrown about, like, when I hear different people's takes on this. Hmm. And I was like, I thought that was the whole point of a story to begin with, but uh, it might be too meta. Uh, <laughs> I, I think if you if you do if you say something like that, you should mean it like the way you're saying it. I don't think they mean it that way, mm. and uh, and that sucks. Um, because how else do you evoke emotion from a fictional story? <laughs> uh, but also, it's the 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 sadness in the story is earned. My God, is it earned? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not like. You know what I mean? They didn't... It's not light. Like, they didn't set this up lightly. Uh, so I think... I feel like concerned. But that's that's my opinion. Um, yeah. We'll see what's going on with the Marvels when that when that comes around. I love Amon Vellani so much. I think she's such a breath of fresh air into the acting world in general, but specifically in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I'm already going to be pretty biased at, like, hoping that her performance <laughs> is great and that she gets a lot of screen time. But honestly, if, like, she doesn't get a lot of screen time, I'm going to be like, what are y'all doing? Like, you know, it might yeah. work against them. So we'll see. Hmm. All right, man. You ready to, 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 to end this episode? Let's head off with the big wheel. Yeah, I am. All right. Here we go. Big wheel. You go brave enough to give you fire. Renovations, man. <laughs> renovations on Disney Plus. It's Jeremy Renner doing renovations on like a bus or something. I don't know. Uh, good for him. I think it's like he's trying to help uh, underserved communities. I mean, shout out to the God. Uh, so glad he's doing all right. Um, like the actual person. Like these are memes. These are bands. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually don't wish ill will toward anyone, except for like uh, Ike Perlmutter, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, so Big Will whenever again she, for Ike, your boy, Uncle Ike. No, no, don't <laughs> you make him part of my family tree. I will burn that tree down, sir. Do not do it. Uh, a big Will winner is when, uh, as Chris puts it, it's when you're doing the the least with the most, or doing the most with the least. You're doing the most, but accomplishing the least. Kind of doing the most, but accomplishing the least, right? Like kind of like pedaling in place. Yeah. Um, and honestly, this week, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of what we talked about in that last segment. It's it's the MCU in Phase Four and Five. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big will because my God, have they been doing a lot? So much content. And hey, we're a podcast, so hey, we love content, right? Content is king. That's all anyone says anymore. Great. Um, but for all of the effort that they've put forth, I think it might say a lot when... 
I mean, you could definitely argue that Guardians 3 is the best thing to come out of Phase 4 or 5, and I am including Spider-Man No Way Home there. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I mean, that one still might be number one for me. Obviously, personal bias, whatever. That movie's great. I loved it. They did a great job with that movie. But it's also a Sony movie, technically. So, um, But it says a lot that Guardians 3, which is sort of doing like a counterculture thing to what the MCU has been doing in Phase 4 and 5, Mm. is also the best and most successful thing. Um, so I think that that gives the MCU as of June 2023 the big wheel winner for this episode. Damn! It's never happened before the entire MCU? The entire MCU as it currently stands. I know, man. I know. Dude, we made the shirts. I know. It was a curse. We fucking <laughs> cursed him. And Kevin, we trust. I do still trust him. I do think... I think he has a lot of shit working against him. I think COVID really messed everything up a lot. Do we need to go to Fenway and like bury those shirts in like third base or something? Maybe. You know what the answer is? They need to hire us. Oh. That's, that's the solution. Make us part of the problem. I will... Ah, uh, yeah. I will gladly make this problem better and or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be part of the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's unfortunately. Yeah, I would maybe if you don't say the MCU at large, at least MCU Phase Four, Phase Five. Oh, and I, I think it's fair. Like, um, they have built up like such a trust in like the nerd community, but the mainstream, which is fucking wild. Uh, to they, we will just go see a Marvel movie now. Just need to put, slap the Marvel logo in front. We'll go see it. And now they're not really doing anything. It they they built themselves a house of paper horses. There you go. How house of paper horses? That's a new indie band coming from us. <laughs> We're gonna be touring with Band of Horses and Ben Folds. Paper Airplanes Tour 2024. It's coming out next year, y'all. You think that podcast episodes are infrequent now? Wait till we get on that music thing. Wait, wait for trying to record one in Duluth. Yeah, fucking Duluth. You think they got gigabyte bandwidth? No, they don't. <laughs> hey, Duluth listeners out there, if you're out there with your 56K, <laughs> let, let us know. Um, yeah, man. With that, I do want to thank all the listeners, especially the ones in Duluth and in Bermuda. You know what I'm saying. Um, keep us in that top 50, please. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Uh, give us a review on Spotify. Five stars, please. Five stars, All Stars Club. Um, yeah, with that, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Oh, yeah.